It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're here at the Single Barrel inside the Graduate 9th and P. And big weekend and former Northwestern coach stand out in their Hall of Fame. Also uh, live in Boulder, we say hi to Gary Barnett. Coach, how's your week? Thanks for a few minutes today. Well, I got a little bye week this week, Chris, after uh, that debacle last Friday night. Uh, you know, we have to live with it. Here, it's a lot worse for coaches and players than it is for me, but they got to live with that for two weeks before they get to play again. So, uh, for me, I got a little slow week, not a lot of homework to do, but uh, a little golf and uh, try to corral Kramer. Kramer, yeah, your your pup Kramer. So, uh, cards on the table. Every Thursday, I send a picture of the pup that visits our studio here in Lincoln, and. Today was it was a huskadoodle. Is <laughs> half husky, half half poodle, and I was like, Coach, you need a little huskadoodle in your life. And and Coach, you're like, uh, no. Cr- tell folks about Kramer because Kramer's uh, your your little pop that's going to grow up to be. Sounds like a football watching buddy. I uh, yeah, I don't know. Kramer's a little Shih Tzu. He's uh, we got him. He was about four pounds, and now he's about nine but he's he's only four months old but i keep wanting him to act like a two-year-old pup instead of a four-month-old pup so he's a bit of a pain but he's he's a great old dog we're having fun i love that that's good looks like a little ewok he does he does yeah makes these little sounds but then he barks so. Is he a, is he a college football connoisseur? Does he make you change the channel? Sometimes my German Shepherd will kind of whine at me if I don't turn it back on to you know a, a different game. She's been known to do that. No, I just throw the the little bear or duck that he has and chases it. And he comes back. And I get to keep doing it all day long, and then he does tell me when he wants to walk. Okay. And, uh, Oh, he barks, just gets mad. That's and, funny. Uh, so, but that's all he's got so far. Well, did did he have a, a warning or a bark as you stayed bundled up? Did you have that sinking feeling against Stanford last Friday? No, I didn't. Uh, you I we, did okay. in, in the second half, you know, because if you really, if you haven't had something like this happen to you, you haven't coached and, Everybody, uh, you know, everybody can make all sorts of decisions sitting in their sitting in their living room, eating a hot dog and a ham and a Budweiser as the play unfolds. And uh, it's, you know, when you're in the heat of the moment, you're you're trying to find an answer. And uh, I equate it to being in storm drain going down in circles and you're reaching out to grab something to hold on to to keep you from going all the way down the drain and and there's nothing there. And that's sort of what happens when this goes on. And, you know, it started off with a, you know, they uh, they get the ball coming out the second half, a 29-point lead. 
and uh, they go for it on fourth down and they don't get it. And uh, so now it's a short field. The team scores and they go back and they uh, get a fourth down. They punt it down to the three-yard line. They throw a 97-yard touchdown pass and then it just starts to happen. More Two more fourth down attempts that end up in sacks and it, you could, they couldn't get out of it. You know, they they have a chance. They're in the second overtime. It's first and goal on the two-yard line. First and goal on the two. Picture this. You go backwards on two runs, and then you throw a pick. Mm. And, uh, I mean, it, it ended just the way it sort of started in the second half. But it was a beautiful first half for CU. But, man, but Stanford hung in there, did a great, great job, changed your defense at halftime, and they, they did a great job. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. We're here at the Single Barrel Roadshow Thursday. Coach, you know, those comebacks are, are legendary. Those collapses are lessons. And you um, you try and kind of replicate one and, and learn from the other. I want to ask you about Nebraska and Northwestern, Matt Rule's they're doing a, a series. It's GB Rewind, and now we're on to episode three. And Rule's been a really great motivator. We talked motivation last week, and he's able—he's really got the pulse of his kids. And and what he has kind of preached to them, they are seeing happen, and and that's that's rewarding. The team's getting better. Talk to me about winning with grit for a little bit versus winning pretty, the gritty versus the pretty. It's been a theme around Nebraska for, for their baseball for a while. And sometimes you have to embrace that, don't you, as a coach? If you can't or your team's not ready to do everything maybe you think you want to do, but you got to look and analyze what they can do. And uh, Is there some beauty in winning in a gritty way in the Big Ten? Well, it, it, winning anywhere gritty. Gritty travels. Okay, gritty, gritty gets internalized. Pretty doesn't. Pretty, you just watch, and it it doesn't travel. And so you you really you you really the game was made to be played with grit and experience grit. And um, so when when you can play with that and win or lose, it it's it makes a mark on you as a team, makes a mark on you as an individual. And uh, it's the lesson that you want learned. The other one isn't. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, and when Matt took over at uh, Temple, I mean, good grief. You think he, had a, he didn't have a chance to win pretty ever. And so once you internalize that, it becomes part of who you are as a team, then you're in every game, no matter what. Nobody, you know, you know there's a way that you can do this if you just work at it and put your mind to it and, and believe in it. You have to believe in it. Grit gives you belief. Do you have to go find, or is that part of the evaluation process coach when it comes to recruiting, finding guys that have gritty personalities? Well, I think so. Uh, Everybody does it a little bit different, but to me, the number one thing I always wanted was does he really love the game? Mm-hmm. Does he love the game of football? And it's ironic because uh, Deion Sanders' theme has been 
loving the game. And and he, when he got upset after this game, he said they they don't love the game. They just love what the game gives them. And uh, you got to love the game. And and he expressed how much every minute he played the game, he did it because he just fell in love with the game and loves it. And that, that's what you're trying to find in players. And you don't, you know, you're not going to have a team of 85. You wish you did, but guys who love the game will do things uh, for the game and do things uh, for a purpose other than just their own um, self-indulgences. So it's, uh, it, it's to me, that's the essential quality of a recruit is how much does he really love the game of football. Gary Barnett with us a few minutes, Hale Varsity Radio. What do you make and how much have you seen of this Northwestern team and what what's your reaction to the job Coach Braun's done? Well, I, I haven't watched them, um, frankly. Um, and to to be three uh, wins to about three and three at mm-hmm. this point in time, you know, it's pretty remarkable coming off of a one-win season where you probably had more good players. And so you got to give these kids credit. And they're playing for a purpose. I mean, they have a real purpose. And um, that's that's what you're seeing happen here is when, when you're playing for a cause higher than yourself, you're going to, you know, you give it all. You give it your all all the time. And and it shows up. And for this team to be three and three at this point in time is pretty remarkable. Uh, you know, you look at their stats, and the stats are unremarkable, totally. But uh, and, and their wins aren't really impressive wins. Just like uh, Nebraska's wins aren't really impressive wins. I mean, the Illinois win's a big win, but then you can say that the Minnesota win for Northwestern's a big win. But you know, they've they're sitting there just about the same kind of teams statistically. Nebraska should be way ahead of Northwestern, but. Northwestern's got a cause, and that's that's why they're sitting where they are now, and they have a chance because they have a cause. What what's the cause in your eyes? Well, I think the cause is just the 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 disrespect that was thrown onto their program mm-hmm. uh, before it even started back in the summer when everything happened. Uh, you know, they get lumped into that whole package of uh, criticism and and blame for things that are inappropriate. And I, I, I think that's what they're feeling. That's the cause that they have. They're, they're trying to show that that isn't them, that isn't what their program's been about, you know, and th- that's why I think they're playing as decently as they are. They're limited because they don't have the same, they lost some players and they're, they're you know, they're coming off a of one in 11 season, my gosh, or whatever it was, so. Uh, you know, they've got, I, I don't want to call it disrespect because um, just lack of respect is probably the, a better word. They are so galvanized and, and Braun, at least yep. to, to my view, has been uh, somebody that's kind of dealt with this and guys are playing hard and they're dangerous. And, you know, Nebraska Northwestern coach, and you've seen and you've done some of these games or, or at least, you know, been on hand for them. I mean, this thing's always just going to cause you to sweat if you're in a headset. I mean, it's always been tight. Uh, and uh, Northwestern, a lot of times, has found a way to make it happen. Yeah, it's 
it, it's always been one of those games where you got to watch the whole game and it doesn't end until the last play is run. And so it, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, a sort of a unique rivalry, Chris. I mean, it was just created because Nebraska went in the big 10, there was nothing else to it. Uh, and then all of a sudden every game became one that you, it was must watch TV. So it's been, it's been, it's just sort of uh, organically, developed it's not anything that has history or anything like that it's just been a sort of organic um, rivalry that's been created Gary Barnett with us, Sale Varsity Radio here at the single barrel Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, more from Coach Barnett, get his take on the weekend slate of games as uh, Harbaugh's come out with an official statement so We've got that posted on social media. Nothing's going to happen in the immediate future today, tomorrow, or Michigan State weekend. But we'll see what uh, transpires more with Coach Barnett here at the Single Barrel. Ninth and P here till 6. And then back here Saturday from noon to 2 ahead of Nebraska Northwestern. And now. And now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Gary Barnett, couple minutes with us here on Hale Varsity Radio, Nebraska Northwestern Week. As uh, coach, of course, taking uh, the Cats to the Rose Bowl. So, how dangerous a week is it for Wisconsin? They that was a snot knocker. That was an incredible game where quarterbacks were endangered species. Both quarterbacks got the hell kicked out of them by big old defensive linemen. Uh, really enjoyed that game. Now Wisconsin's got to travel to Illinois. Illinois on the heels of a walk-off at Maryland, Coach. Well, to me, uh, whenever you play Iowa, you come out of that game just beat the snot. I mean, uh, and that's what happened to Wisconsin. They're favoring this game by two and a half, but that was a huge win for Illinois. Huge, absolutely huge. And so, um, you know, I don't know where to go with this game. I, I mean... Wisconsin two and a half. It's at Illinois. I don't know. Wisconsin's beat up. They've got to be. So I don't know where to go with that game, Chris. It's a backup quarterback too. I mean, your your yeah. main guy's gonna yeah. Mordecai's got to have a pin put in his hand or already has. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sparty hosts Michigan. Michigan's just a machine. That's minus twenty four. That might be kind. That might be kind, uh, Michigan. There's always an attitude in that game, mm-hmm. and uh, it's hard to say which way it goes. But I don't. Michigan State doesn't have the players to beat Michigan, but they probably have the motivation. And so, to, to, uh, you know, can they, you know, not win, not lose by less than 24, possibly? Mm-hmm. But Michigan is probably the most well-oiled machine that's out there right now. I think. What do you think of Minnesota? Uh, Minnesota is at Iowa. This number's three and a half. We know Iowa's challenged offensively. Their defense is incredible, and they got a couple big plays on offense. Minnesota, I like their quarterback, but they're they're not what they've been, is in my estimation, just seeing them a couple times. I think Minnesota thought uh, Kalamankis was going to be a really great player for them, and, and I just thinking he hasn't panned out. I'm a little bit like you, surprised at Minnesota not playing any better. Iowa now can sense it. 
You know, I mean, Iowa can end up playing uh, in the championship game. They control their own destiny here. And But when you can't score points, you know, if you can't score, then you're, you're, you've got a chance to lose every game. <laughs> and you just can't totally depend on that defense. I mean, all you got to have is, is somebody that's got an offensive plan that uh, can, can make it work and score 14 points. You score 14 points, you're probably going to beat Iowa. And so, you know, you, that, you think that wouldn't be very hard to do. But against that defense, it is. So, I mean, I really – this could be a 17-14 to 14 game with somebody winning. Uh, and Minnesota could win this game pretty easily if they could find a way to just score probably 17 points. Well, it's – their defense is so good, Iowa's. But, man, their, their, their offense just, just brings them back down to earth uh, – uh, yeah. Too much so. Ohio State, Penn State. What happens here? Buckeyes minus four and a half game of the weekend. Well, history tells you Penn State will win this game. Uh, excuse me, Ohio State will win this game because Franklin's record against top ten opponents isn't very good. I think he's won one time, mm-hmm. and uh, top five opponents. You know, I think Penn State wins the game. I think Ohio State has not hit on all cylinders all year. And it, you know, I don't see why they should all of a sudden hit on all cylinders against a really great defense. I think Penn State actually may have more good players than Ohio State. Uh, it's just whether or not they don't screw it up. I, I think I think uh, Ohio State's favored by four and a half when I saw it. Might be less than that now, but uh, I think Penn State wins this game out, outright. Okay, so Coach Barnett says the Nittany Lions. Tennessee, Bama, revenge for the Tide. That's minus nine. That seems high. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. I'd take Tennessee in the points. Uh, Bama may win this, but I, you know, and Tennessee isn't quite as good as I thought they were going to be, but they can be. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I take the points on Tennessee every day on this one. Is Oregon in a weird spot? They had a that was an awesome game. Washington, Oregon was incredible. Landing was a little bit too gambler happy for my liking. Uh, Washington State got drilled. They've looked incredible. They've lost a couple in a row. They got drilled at home by Arizona. And I think Arizona's really kind of a, a a team that's creeping right now. They've put three really good weeks together, and they finally got the payoff and won against Washington State. But if I'm Oregon, I don't like seeing Washington State coming in on a two-game losing streak. Well, uh, Arizona is very athletic defensively, and the best thing to happen to them is their quarterback, Deloria, got got hurt, and they bring in this this kid that is just on fire. He, He is so good. At quarterback, Nafita or something mm-hmm. like that, Pafita, Pafita. Anyway, he, Chris, I'm telling you, this guy, he's not very big, but he is a really, really good thrower. And uh, and you're right, Washington State's just sort of falling apart. And uh, I, you know, Oregon though, Oregon's really good, and, and they're going to win this game. Uh, I don't know by 20, probably by 20. I think mm-hmm. Oregon. Oregon's really solid, and you could tell that game against Washington. That was a heck of a football game. Duke, Florida State, Knowles, 14-and-a-half. I think Florida State keeps rolling, don't you? I think so, but Duke's 
Duke's, uh, you know, Riley Leonard's a pretty good player, but he's got what a high ankle sprain. Still, yeah. So, yeah. So I think uh, I don't think he'll play in this game. So yeah, I'm Florida State all the way. Uh, last question: How much uh, ice has USC ordered with U- Utah coming into town? Oh, this you know they beat them in the championship game last year, and that's when SC was playing pretty good. Uh, Utah wins this game. I, I can't believe USC's even even uh, favored in this game, other than the quarterback can't throw. You know, Caleb Williams can't throw three interceptions this week. He just he just can't. But Utah's solid. I mean, they they just beat you up. So that's uh, you know, Utah is much like Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of team that just beat USC. Now USC beat themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, but but I think Utah wins the game. Gary Barnett, coach, have a good week. Enjoy your bye week, and we'll get caught up again. Thanks for a few minutes. You bet, Chris. Great being with you. Good stuff from the coach, Gary Barnett, with us here. Hail Varsity Roadshow as we're here at the Single Barrel back Saturday noon to 2 as we have quite the uh, the road shows planned, winding down today. And uh, get yourself uh, a whiskey treat. They've got a wall of whiskey that's just flat-out incredible. Uh, get down here before Nebraska Northwestern. Get down here before Nebraska and Wisconsin. Awesome stuff. You want to check the podcast out, do so. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play with Hale Varsity Radio and uh, can download the interviews. Uh, just great conversation and preview from Voice of Husker Volleyball, John Baylor. Good preview there for Nebraska Northwestern from Gary Barnett. Brandon Vogel was with us in hour one. But uh, noon to two here at the Single Barrel on Saturday. We'll wind down a Thursday road show here at the Single Barrel inside the Graduate 9th and P with Hale Varsity.